I'm back again. Satan, I know what you're trying to do. You don't want people to hear the word of God. But I bind your work, strong man. I cast you out. And I command you to lose this Facebook page, lose the internet waves, the WWW World Wide Web, in the name of Jesus, and allow this word to be spoken. I command you to lose your hold in the name of Jesus. I take authority over you in Jesus' name. Now, let's get back to this. Now, the homeless people are talking. My wife just read from Deuteronomy, right? And the Jews had a law. The, the, the year of Jubilee, every seven years, they give back to their people. We got to get to that point back, church, where in the prophetic word is going forth that we need to get back to the poor. We need to get back to the needy. Because the judge is sitting here, and you have a certain type, and you have different types of people that are homeless and are poor that are struggling. And there's certain reasons why. Some of them are sitting back looking at us as a church saying, you're judging me based on what I wear. You say I'm stinking. You put me down. You say I give off a bad odor. But did you ever think, this is a homeless person talking, because I used to be homeless. Do you ever think I might need your help? I had what you had one time in my life. But I lost it all. I lost everything. This is what they're thinking. I can but not believe. It's just culture shock that they hit rock bottom. They were doctors. They were lawyers. They were nurses. And they're now using drugs. I'm using drugs. Not me. But I'm just talking like a homeless person. I'm using drugs and alcohol. To meditate, to, 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 you know, to put it on me so I can calm myself down. Because I can't believe I'm in the dilemma that I'm in. This is the way they're thinking. But you're looking at them, oh, they're nasty. Oh, get away from me. And Jesus says, you'll always have the poor among you. And he said to give to them. But you walk past them like they're not even there. You forget about the good Samaritan in the Bible. And they at least that homeless person knew where they messed up at. Some some are struggling because they're still fighting. They're fighting their pride. They know they were arrogant. They know they were prideful. They know they took advantage of others when they had money. Some of them. They some of them knew they hurt other people in the past. Some of them knew they were they, they were greedy for money and they were stealing from their workers. And they treated others bad. They talked down to people. Now they're on drugs and alcohol. Losing their minds. Satan got them blind. But they know what's up. And there's a lot of them out there right now that learned their lesson. That's crying out to God. When are you going to go forth? When are you going to have some sympathy? some love and have some compassion that Christ had when he was on the earth and try to reach out to them. You know they got organizations where they're homeless and they need people like you to talk to them, to help
help them get their lives together. Since you got your life together, you need to be that minister. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel. Go into the street, go into the highways and the byways. But you're not doing it. So this is what they think about us. You're not helping me. I need help. I need God. Can you bring me the right kind of God so I can worship the right kind of God? Not, not no, give me, give me God all the time, blessing, blessing, and you jipping and jumping. I'm talking about a God is going to help me find out who I am. Help me to die to the flesh. Help me to walk right and establish my life and get my life back together to the way I had it or even better. That I can be in my right mind. That I can learn to love again. Can you introduce me to that God? That's what they're crying out to us. This is the prophecy. They're crying out. This is the way I felt when I was homeless. I talked to them. This is how they feel. Everybody's pointing a finger at them. Because they got strung out on drugs. But they know some of them know the Bible better than you. I talked to some on the streets in Baltimore. I used to get my clothes out to them. I used to get food to them. I'm starting, I'm trying, me and my wife are trying to start something. They got this thing called Rescue. What's, what's in the New Bern? RCS. RCS. Religious Community Services. Religious Service. Community Services. Well, we've given to them almost every month. We missed a couple of months, but we're going to catch up to them. We didn't forget you, RCS. We didn't forget you. And we even volunteered where we're going to have a soup pop to give to the people so they can eat some of our food. You got to put that pride and arrogance down. Now, some of them are even saying, I was once first, but now I'm last. Now the last is first. They need you. How do you know that one of them that was homeless among us that made mistakes isn't from God's elect and they just made a mistake. But they need you to help them be restored. I want you to read a familiar story. Look at Daniel chapter 4. And this is talking about Nebuchadnezzar. And I want you to understand this. And we're going to, this is the last scripture I'm going to go over. And we're going to go back into this thing called offense tomorrow. Probably tomorrow afternoon sometime. What's it? Daniel chapter 4. Verse 24. And verse 24. This is Daniel's encounter with Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar owned the, the uh, country of Babylon. Babylon used to rule the world. This is the time that the black men ruled the world. The men of color ruled the world. It's not a prejudice thing. This is the truth. Nebuchadnezzar was a king. Daniel was a servant under Nebuchadnezzar. Daniel had to interpret a dream that he had. And there was a warning in this dream for some of you that are high-minded and think you got it going on in the world and think you can't fall like this homeless person that I'm talking about because I was one of them. So I know what it is now to be humble. Shut my mouth. Sometimes I talk a little bit too much, but I'm not talking about I'm not talking about on the pride side. I'm talking about as far as getting the word of God out. Because I love you guys and I want you to listen to what God is really saying through through me. I, I I'm nothing special. I'm not trying to show off. Wifey's not trying to show off. I'm just here to, to teach the word. 
It's a story about Nebuchadnezzar. I want you to listen. Look at start with verse 24. Daniel chapter 4, verse 24. I want you rich people, you people that think you got high money, you think people that think you got it going on. I want you to listen to this. This then is what it means, uh-huh. Your Majesty. And mm-hmm. this is what the Supreme God has declared now, now, will happen to you. Now Daniel is interpreting Nebuchadnezzar's dream that he had out of a tree that was cut down. And this is what Daniel was telling Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to this. Says you will be driven away from human society. You'll be driven away from human society. And will Listen. live with wild animals. And you will live with wild animals. For seven years you will eat grass like an ox. For seven years you're going to eat grass like an ox. Doesn't that sound like you homeless out in the street? Read. And sleep in the open air where the dew will fall on you. Going to sleep in the open air on the streets like homeless people. Mm-hmm. Daniel warned him and that Nebuchadnezzar's dream is he don't come off his high horse and stop acting up in pride like he got it going on he gonna fall and some of us we gotten nice house nice everything and we don't have to want nothing we don't have to help no poor people we ain't got to do nothing we think we're secure but as quick as you got it you can be stripped of it mm-hmm. we baby Okay, it says, then you will admit that the Supreme God controls all the human Mm -hmm. kingdoms Mm -hmm. and that he can give them to anyone he chooses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The angel ordered the stump to be left in the ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This means that you will become king again when you acknowledge that God rules all the world. Listen, listen, when what, baby? When you acknowledge that God rules all the world. When you high-minded people acknowledge that God gave you what you got. And if it wasn't for Jesus, you wouldn't have nothing. Because the Bible said you can't be separate from the vine. You got, you, you got to link up with that vine, baby. You can't be sitting there playing games with God. And talk, I did this all by myself. My college degree got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who gave you, who gave you the intelligence to get that college degree? Who gave you the finances to get that college degree? You didn't do it. Read. So then, your majesty, follow my advice. Follow. Stop sinning and do what is right and be what, merciful to the what poor. Did Daniel te- what did the prophet tell Nebuchadnezzar? Follow my advice. Follow my advice. Stop sinning. Stop sinning. Do what is right. Do what is right. And be merciful to the poor. And be merciful to who? The poor. Be merciful to who, boo-boo? The poor. My wife said be merciful to the poor. Or did God say be merciful to the poor? My God is speaking through my wife, right? Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar to stop sinning and be merciful to people that are less fortunate than you. Stop living on your high horse and ignoring who's down here. Be helpers one to another. Treat that brother. Show him your business. Show him how you got rich. Help him out. Check check out what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Check this. Continue to be prosperous. Then you will be, if you help the poor, you will continue to be prosperous. Daniel gave him a warning from a mis, from interpreted dream that he had that he was going to be cut up out of here if he didn't come up with high horse. Now check this. Says all this did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. Uh huh. Only twelve months later. Twelve. While he was, how long, baby? Twelve months. So, in other words, from that prophecy that Daniel prophesied and gave him that warning, there was one whole year. That means you were sitting on that high horse still for another year. And you did nothing. You didn't even listen to the prophecy. 
You didn't even hear what God told you to do. Listen to what I'm saying, rich and mighty people, because this is a prophetic word that I'm teaching you. Pride comes before the, the fall. fall. Understand that. What happened to Nebuchadnezzar, baby? Read this. Only 12 months later, while he was walking around the roof of his royal palace in Babylon. Walking around his roof with his royal robe on, looking good. I'm suave. I'm cool. I'm collective. I'm important. I'm, I'm important. I'm smooth. I'm rich. I got nappy head. <laughs> I got my new teeth. I'm handsome. I'm immaculate. I went to the gym and worked out today. Whoopie do. Read, baby. Look how great Babylon is. Look how great my country is. This is Nebuchadnezzar talking. Arrogant. Prideful. Spirit of offense. Read, baby. He says, I built it as my capital I city. built Babylon, not God. I built it. To display my power. To display my power. And might. And I got the power and I got the might. And my glory and majesty. And my glory and majesty. I am all that in a bag of chips. Watch <laughs> out. Watch out. Pride comes before the fall. What happened, boo? Read before it. Before the words were out of his mouth. Before the words was even out of Nebuchadnezzar's mouth. That old arrogant thing. A voice spoke from heaven. Yeah. Arrogant fool, a voice spoke from heaven. What it said? What did that voice from heaven say? King Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to what I say. Listen to what I say. Your royal power is now taken away from you. All that big condo that you had is going down. What else? Wall Street. Going down. You will be driven away from human society. You will be driven away from human society. You're going to lose everything. You're going to live with the wild animals. You're going to be homeless in the streets. You're going to eat grass like an ox for You're going to years. eat grass like an ox. You're going to be eating out the garbage cans in the New York City streets. Then you will acknowledge that the Supreme God has power over... Wait, wait, wait. How long did God say he was going to be eating out the garbage can? <laughs> how, wait, wait, wait. I missed the... What was the year? How many years did it say, boo-boo? It said for seven years. Seven years? Yep. That must have been a culture shock to Nebuchadnezzar, wasn't it? That must have been a culture shock to some of the homeless people that are on the streets of my city, New York. That must have been a culture shock to this doctor that I knew in Boston who lost everything he had and he's walking the streets right now in Boston. It must have been a culture shock for him because he was arrogant. He was puffed up in pride. And I'm not saying that all homeless people Went through this stage because tomorrow I'm going to talk about another set of homeless people that you don't even pay attention to. And God's been trying to get you to focus and touch other people's lives with the love of God and the ministry that you're supposed to have in you. But you're sitting on your high horse like Nebuchadnezzar and about to get. Some of you got cut down during the coronavirus. And you still ain't listening to God. Some of you got cut down during Katrina. Down in New Orleans. Down in the South Houston area. Uh, South Texas area. Down in the South Biloxi, Mississippi, Gulfport area. Some of you lost your business. Some of you hit rock bottom. I know because I've been there. 
because of my arrogance, because of my pride, because I thought I had it going on like Nebuchadnezzar. Do you see what happened to him? Do you see what happened to him? What happened to Nebuchadnezzar after this, sweetheart? Read, read, read. It says, you will be driven away from human society, live uh, with wild animals. The wild eat, animals. Eat grass like ox. Eat grass like ox. For seven years. And you, seven years. Then, seven years. That, what? Seven years. Read, baby. Then you will acknowledge that the supreme God has power over human kingdoms. Then you will acknowledge that the supreme God has what, baby? Power over human power kingdoms. Power over human. See, see, you atheists out there. I told you to listen to this word. Because some of this stuff is about to happen to you. And God's going to bring you on in. You think that this is not a true and living God? Continue to be arrogant. Continue to believe there's not a God. Continue to act, exalt yourself up. Oh, nothing can happen to me. Okay. We're reading what happened to Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 4 in the Bible. But you said the Bible's a myth and there's no God. Read, baby. What else is it saying? You will acknowledge the supreme God has power over human kingdoms and that he can give them to anyone he chooses. Can give them to anybody he chooses. Read on, baby. The words came true immediately. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar was driven out of human society mm -hmm. and ate grass like ox. On the streets, homeless, baby. Yep. The dew fell on his body and his hair grew as long as eagle feathers and his nails as long as bird claws. He grew creepy. wings like an eagle and had claws like this and that grew a beak on his nose like a bird. Mm -hmm. He turned into a wicked little thing. He was a buzzard, man. He was a buzzard. I don't mean to make fun, but it's not funny. Because I've been there on the streets. I know what's, what it's like to lose everything. To start from ground zero with nothing. Three times in my life. Do you want to be there? See, the spirits of, spirit of offense. And what Satan is doing in this last day playing is with the spirit of offense. See, we're talking about everybody and putting everybody down. It will take you there. It will take you where Nebuchadnezzar was. And I don't think any of you want to be there. I don't think none of you want to be there. Pride and offense. You're offended and you kind of puff yourself. I'm better than you. Don't you tell me what to do. And you can't take correction when God is speaking through your wife. God is speaking through your husband, or God is speaking through your son and your daughter, or your mom and daddy's trying to tell you something because your head is hard. Life has a way of coming back like it did Nebuchadnezzar. And I pray to God that it don't happen to you. This is part of the prophecy. I got part four tomorrow. We're going to finish up this thing on offense. It's kind of like a little stage of it. And then we're going to talk about money. Next week, we're going to talk about money. And the week later on, we're going to talk about sex. What you love the most, but Satan is slowly trying to sift you out through that. The drugs, the alcohol, the sex, the money, the greed, taking you out just like that. Some of you have been drug dealers. Some of you are still selling drugs. 
Some of you have good positions, but you have ran away from God. And you had God in your life one time, but you, you never really got into it like you were supposed to because you were hurt by churches. People in your family misrepresented God and they came back and they hurt you. I got you. I, I got that. But what's going to happen now? God's going to turn things around in your life. If you only acknowledge him as Lord and Savior of your life. Romans 10, verse 8 through 9 says, If you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And you believe with his words. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. If you take that word and you apply it to your life, if you say, Lord Jesus, and you believe that God raised him from the dead, you don't have to go before no church, open up the doors of the church like a traditional church says, oh, we're coming to open up the doors of the church to join the church. That's not being saved. Oh, just come up and be baptized. That's not being saved. The Bible says repent. Acts 2.38, repent every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for what? The remission of sins. For the blood shed it for your sins. You need to repent. You need to ask God for forgiveness. Confess the name of Jesus Christ. And once you confess that name and you believe that he died on the cross for your sins, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 8 through 9. But the confession First of all, it comes from your mouth. Every day of your life, you're going to live by faith. You're going to confess the word of God with your mouth, who you are. We're going to talk about that, how you stand in your authority, all that later. I got teachings in here on ministry, get spirit, the whole nine yards. But we're going to talk about a lot of things later. But right now, I got to get this prophetic word out. Love you guys. I got to get back to work. Tomorrow, we're coming back with part four. We're going to continue on offense. What are the four areas that Satan's trying to take us out? Anger. We talked about that. That's part one and part two. Part three right now, offense. And we may have a part four or part five, an offense. Offense. That's the most important thing right now. Satan's really taking a lot of people out with offense. Misunderstandings. Separation of church, separation of business, separation of relationship. He's he's just stripping us down. And we think it's normal. We think this is normal. No, it's not. No, it's not. Jesus says it's going to come, but woe to the one that it comes to. Better for him to tie a millstone around his neck and be cast into the sea. And the ones that get offended, if you hold on to unforgiveness, God's not going to forgive you. Simple, clear, and plain. So you might as well give it up to God right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to forgive that brother and that sister. And you need to go back and forgive them for real and come back to God. Help me to forgive them, Lord. I cleanse my heart. Help me to walk in the spirit that I would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Help me to walk clean. Help me to speak the right things. Let them come out of my mouth. Only what's edifying to the hearer. And Father, I believe that you died in the course of my sins. 
and I believe that I'm saved. And I repent of my sins. In Jesus' name. She said, pray their prayer. Hey, hit us up. Restore and unify at gmail.com. We're here. I got books out. We'll talk about them later. You can go online. You can get them through Amazon. We talk about how, you know, what's that book called about again? How why haven't things, things changed in your life? life? Mm-hmm. Get that book. Get that book. Now, my cousin Etrenda even got a new book out on the market, too. I'm going to tell you about that, Mark. My cousin Etrenda Ferguson got a new book out about her life. Bad. First cuz got it going on. I'm, I'm going to push her book, too. Got to keep it in the family. Got two authors in the family. We, I love y'all. Hey, got to take two steps to and get out of here. I see you on the show tomorrow. I'm going to be mixing up some gospel music in the morning on HGRHouseGroupRadio.com with the A-Train. See you tomorrow morning and tomorrow afternoon and evening. We're going to be right back here finishing up the teaching of this prophetic teaching on anger, offense, money, and sex. We got maybe seven, eight parts of this bad boy. It's going to be a deli, and God's going to be in the house. Love y'all. Say bye, Lisa. Bye, Lisa. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See you tomorrow. Okay, y'all. Bye.